This is the Be Memorable podcast. My name's Ty Erickson. I'll be your host. We'll be talking to the best of the best on how to be different, be unique, stand out from the crowd, and overall be memorable. On this episode, I have friend and fellow business expert Richard Webb with BBSI on. We're going to talk about people, process, and really how to make your business prosper through payroll, HR, and risk assessment. So let's go ahead and get Richard on. Richard, welcome to the Be Memorable podcast. Joining us today. Ty, thank you for having me. It's a, it's a pleasure to be here. Yeah. Well, hey, we'll jump right into it. Already gave the proper intro. Uh, so tell us about what you do. Yeah, so so BBSI is kind of a, a non-traditional or unconventional PEO or professional employee organization. Mm-hmm. And I say unconventional because we're, we're we really kind of break the mold yeah. on what everybody's come to expect on on what a PEO is. Yeah. Um, we like to be really hands-on. We like to be really personable. We like to, we, we, we give the cell phone numbers of our key people to our clients so that they can get a hold of, of the people they need anytime, day or night, mm-hmm. weekends, holidays. It doesn't matter. We say, Hey, if it's, if it's a, an issue for you and it's important enough for you to pick up the phone, we want to be there on the other end. So that's really yeah. unconventional in the PEO world. Um, and then couple that with, with our, our focus on, uh, coaching and consulting and helping the businesses that we work with. Mm-hmm. Um, it really is a pretty unique approach. Yeah, I, I would totally agree with that. I've witnessed that firsthand with what you guys do. Um, and to be honest with you, I maybe I was just ignorant, but I wasn't that familiar with PEO uh, before I started kind of doing, you know, some business to business networking and we connected. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's probably, you know, as I've learned more, there is people out there that are aware of it, but there's probably also a lot that just aren't. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you find, what, what companies should be utilizing what you guys do? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, yeah, I, I'd say really any company that, that does not have a dedicated payroll uh, HR, maybe even risk and safety. If you know, you know if you're kind of in a hands-on work environment, um, you know, if, if if a business if a business owner starts a company, and it's small enough that he or she can kind of do all the payroll. You know, you have a couple of employees. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not really any HR issues. That's fine. But as you start to grow, you know, five, six, 10, 15 employees, mm-hmm. that really starts to change. And yeah a business owner is going to do one of two things. He or she is going to spend way more time than they should in doing those things, especially when there's any kind of issue, they end up spending way too much time or they end up uh, racking up expenses or it could be fines or penalties, all kinds of things that can happen from, from doing things, trying to do things yourself, especially when you're the business owner and you have so many more, more important things that you should be doing within the business. Yeah, that's so true. I mean, man, that that's a major pain point, especially when you get beyond, I mean, even a few employees that, I mean, as a business owner, you start finding yourself doing more administrative tasks 
Um, I, I don't know if that's exactly the word for it, but that's the first mm-hmm. thing that comes to mind is administrative tasks and not being able to work even on or in the business because you're just trying to take care of everything else. You know, like you're saying from payroll to HR issues to risk issues, insurance, stuff like that. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I know, I mean, I've been a business owner many years and yeah. I mean, I, I know exactly how it goes and we all, we all kind of tell the same story, right? That we'll start the beginning of the week with our to-do yeah. list and we have all the things that we know we need to get done. And then the week happens and we get pulled in all kinds of different directions. Um, you call it, call it firefighter mode or we're out there putting out fires yeah. all week. And at the end of the week, we look at our list and we think, well, I had 10 things on the list. I got one of them done. Right. <laughs> And we hear that story over and over. And that is, it's, it's the administrative things. It's the firefighting. It's all those things that can come up uh, working within the business and, and you get stuck not having time to work on the business. So true. Um, what, you know, what I've found over my career is, you know, we all try to obtain knowledge and we learn through experience and reading and doing a lot of different stuff. Um, but I found I've actually learned more from, what I don't know, or sometimes what not to do. Yeah. What, you know, if, if there's business owners, even out in that five to 10 employee range that maybe hasn't spent the time that they should, you know, looking at payroll options and HR, what is it that, that you're seeing that business owners don't know about the, the stuff that you offer? Yeah. It's, that's, it's the hidden pitfalls, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the, it's the things that can come up that you don't know we're going to come up. Right. It happens all the time and it can happen to really small companies, right? I talked to a, uh, a contractor recently who, um, uh, he, he, it, it, he went on for a week, um, almost all this time for a week plus over mm-hmm. 14 cents. And mm. the 14 cents, it, it sounds, sounds silly, but the, what it was right. is he was trying to reconcile a tax bill and they don't let you be 14 cents off. Right. You know, they, 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 it has to be exact. And so he spent weeks digging through his books, digging through his financial records, digging through all of the information that he had to try to find, why am I off by 14 cents? Yeah. You can't just, you can't just say, uh, round up or round down, or I'll bring you, I'll bring you yep. 14 cents and we'll call it good. You've got to make sure those records match exactly. And so that's a hidden pitfall. And if he would have had somebody doing his payroll and some of his accounting and finances, um, they'd, they'd worry about that and he could get out and work on his business, do what he does best. Um, I had another business owner who, uh, was a call center environment. Everybody's just sitting at desks. It's not a risky environment. You know, you're not thinking workers comp claims and injuries and things like that. And so he wasn't worried about it at all. And yeah. it had been in business for years and not worried about, had about 40 employees. And he says, yeah, I don't, I don't have, it's not, I don't need a risk and safety person here. There's not somebody, there's not risk mm-hmm. um, until it was winter. Here we are in Utah and one of his employees slipped and fell on the ice outside mm. on his way into the building. And, and that's oh, and a workers comp claim. Yeah. And just as he's kind of starting to, to recover from that, it took him a ton of time that he, he didn't want to put into again, firefighting mode. Right. Yep. Um, he has another employee who's, who she says, she says, I'm going to go, go to lunch. I'm going to grab lunch for anybody who wants me to pick up lunch. And he says, Oh, grab me this. And all oh, the, the assistant over here wants something. So she ends up with a few orders, goes to lunch, no big deal, comes back and gets in a car accident. Ugh. Well, because he had, he had asked her to pick up lunch. She was on a work yep. assignment. Yep. And now it's, it's a worker's comp claim. So here's this, this, uh, this guy who thinks I'm running a safe environment. There's, yep. there's no reason to worry, but those are the kind of hidden pitfalls that hit, hit business owners all the time. 
Yeah, it's funny that you say that. And I don't know if it's it's a completely relatable, but it, it, it was kind of similar to the first story that you told. I was in a board meeting last night uh, for a nonprofit sports organization that mm-hmm. has, you know, multiple people involved. Um, mm-hmm. It's a nonprofit, so there's a lot of volunteers, stuff like that. And there was, I mean, here you are trying to run a sports league right in the middle of the, of the season. And they had a few basic tax issues and that, you know, it's just kind of like, man, how, how are we going to find time to yeah. take, take care of this? Like we're, yeah. we're in the thick of it right now. And yeah, I just kind of sat there. I'm like, man, if only we had like a, you know, a company that could, that we could delegate that to. Yeah. Um, so it, it, again, not completely relatable, but in, in that, you know, similar company environment or a group of people environment, you just, especially when you're right in the thick of it and you're right up against the tree, yeah, it's those unplanned events. It's those unplanned yeah. things that come up. And, you know, it's it, you, we that have been in business, we know you can have weeks and weeks and weeks yep. full of those things, one thing after another. And it just continues to just little things that continue to pop up. And I think it goes the opposite way, too, where it, you know, similar to me and, and you've been there, you know, as, as a business owner, you kind of look at it and you kind of go, man, can I can I do this? Do I have the resources? Do I have? But when you're talking about the stories that you just talked about, you can't afford not to. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, one of those basic issues, um, you know, could very well put you in a pit or or put you out of business. I mean, it, it, it's stuff like that, that if you're not prepared, can create big consequences. Yeah, yeah, it's it's right. That's a nail right on the head. It's these kind of things come along and business owners think that they um, it, it, me included, we think that we've got it all under control. We, we've yeah. got all our ducks in a row, all our I's dotted and T's crossed as it yeah. were. And then something comes out of the blue and you think, oh my gosh, where did that come from? And how am I going to figure this out? And especially when it's a new business, usually the founder <laughs> is running the business right? and mm-hmm. nothing against the founders, but the founders are usually creators. I mean, they're not administrators. <laughs> they're not yeah. operation people. They're creators. Yeah. Yep. And so that is a huge challenge when you're a, an entrepreneur and a creator, you know, you get to five to 10 employees and you're going, wait a second, but I just had an idea that I executed on. I wasn't thinking about payroll and, you know, human resources and, yeah. you know, safety issues. I was just trying to create this cool idea, you know? So anyways, it is interesting too, as you start getting beyond that three, five employee, usually it's the founder still running the company. And I've learned even more about that where companies get to a certain size where usually the founders struggle running the business because again, they're entrepreneurs and creators. They're not administrators. Absolutely. And, and, you know, tied to that point, um, it's, it's a different personality. We, I yeah. mean, it, that creative personality, we're excited by the opportunities to, yeah. to go out and do something new and find something new yeah. and it's sort of that free spirit personality. And then you take that person, we take that person and we tell him to sit behind a desk and chase yeah. a 14 cent tax discrepancy. Uh, <laughs> that, I mean, that's maddening. That drives us crazy, right? That that personality is just, it just feels like it's, it's shackles. It's just bondage. And it, you know, you lose all of your work uh, fulfillment and satisfaction and you just get stuck doing things that you don't want to do. And that's when you hear people talk about, you know, why did I ever start this business? I didn't, yeah. you know, I didn't, I didn't start my, uh, you know, choose whatever you want, my, my cupcake business or my consulting business, because I wanted to sit behind a desk and do administrative work. I wanted to get out and do what I do best. And that's, that's the yeah. issue. 
And yeah, a 10 minute task for say someone on your team becomes an hour, two hour task for, you know, a founder, creator, entrepreneur type. I mean, yeah, that she absolutely hates doing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. And then like you're saying, it it comes down to quality of life too. You want to be putting out fires. Anyways, um, tell me a, a little bit more, you know, if, if there's someone, let's say, that is at that three, five, 10, 20 employee um, part, and they're kind of saying, look, I need help with payroll, but I, I don't even know anything about HR or, yeah, I know I need workers comp, but, you know, I don't know anything about payroll. Like, how, what's the best way for people to kind of, and maybe there's not, but dip their toes, so to speak, to say, hey, look, yeah, I, I'm that guy, like I, I or girl that I, I need help. Um with that, how, how do they get involved and what does that look like to start receiving some consulting or help, um, from someone similar to, you know, or, or BBSI? Yeah, I would, I'd say get what you can for free, right. As a business owner, uh, myself, you know, you're always looking for how can I do things on a shoestring budget, especially mm-hmm. when you're starting things up. Right. So my mantra was always get what I could for free. And I would talk to, to other, other friends that own businesses, other business owners. I would talk to people in the community. I would go to networking events. I'd, I would pick people's brains and just get information that I could. And, and that's, yeah. I mean, that's, that's a form of consulting, right? I mean, we're not yeah. going to go deep on issues, but we're, we're at least going to get some basic help and basic answers. And the one good thing about founders and business owners is, is that we're a, we're a charitable group, right? We like to give back. We like, we like it when somebody says, Hey, I'm starting a business. Do you have any suggestions for me? Or more yeah. specifically, I'm starting a business and I've run into this problem what would you do if you're yeah. in my shoes? Yeah. We love to help people out like that. Um, so take sure. as much of that as you can get. And that'll, that'll get you, that'll get you to a certain place and you'll feel when it's enough and when it's not enough. Right. Um, come down and talk to us for free. We have, we have a program where we'll sit with business owners here in our community and, and help them troubleshoot problems. We'll help them uh, design a strategic plan. We'll, we'll walk them through a, a process that helps a business owner focus on working on the business and not just in the business. Uh, we go through six pillars. I mean, it's, it's, there's a whole format of things that we go through um, and we do that for free for anybody here in the community. Uh, but to, the, that, I'd say that's the first step. Get what you can for free, yeah. pick people's brains, take advantage of, of services within the community um, and then identify your needs and, and start to start to go deep on the issues where you really have some needs. That's a good point. And I, I've experienced that firsthand. You guys are, are super good at that. Um, you actually answered my my next question as far as um, a company being unsure, you know, of whether or not they need help. Um, but you guys give them that option of, of just come and at least have a conversation with you guys and take a look at it. And, and I think that's a huge service, not only for the business, but for the community as well, that you guys provide that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, it just kind of goes back to the same thing of, you know, a, a smaller business, you know, is, is ran different than a, a medium sized business or a large business. And so, you know, payroll for somebody may be easy to an accountant, but to a business owner, it may seem like the end of the world. So, yeah. And, and business owners kind of know when they, when they get there. Right. I mean, we, the things that we're talking about here that resonates with every business owner, you know, you yeah. start with that task list on a Monday and by Friday, you didn't get anything done. Yep. 
um, being in firefighter mode throughout the week. I mean, those are things that we all experience and business owners can, they can tell you in two seconds, am I doing a lot of firefighting or do yeah. I have things under wraps? And, and I have a team who's helping me with firefighting. They kind of get a feel. So I would, I'd say, how does, how does a business owner know when it's time or when they might need some help like that? Well, yeah. How often are you in firefighting mode? How yeah. often do you get a chance to work on the business instead of just in the business? If you're spending all your time working in the business, you need help for sure. Yeah. And if, if, you, if you're not at a point where you can go out and hire a bunch of people to get that help, get what you can from the community. You know, yeah. we have or start to look at outsourcing. I can't tell you how many and, and we don't do financial services. We don't do. Um, other than payroll, we don't do like uh, bookkeeping or yeah. accounting or tax prep or anything like that. That's all for the CPAs and the bookkeepers out there. But I can't tell you how many times I've sat with a business owner who talks about all of this time that they're putting into their bookkeeping or all of this time that they're putting into their accounting. Um, you know, the old story with the, in the contracting world is uh, I get up at five in the morning. I go out and work all day um, with my crew, whether it's building or framing or landscaping doesn't matter yeah. i go out and work with my crew all day and then i come home at five o'clock at night and i start doing my books and i'm mm. doing my uh, tracking my receipts and i'm putting things in quickbooks and i'm uh sending emails to to clients who i'm waiting for payment on and it's like they've got two jobs oh. and, I'm, and i'm sitting there sitting there shaking my head saying it doesn't cost you that much to hire a bookkeeper why don't you just hire a bookkeeper Right. Oh, no, they, they would never understand it. Yeah. You'd be surprised. It's not as complicated as you think it's complicated to you because it's, you're, right. you're a framer, you're, but to a bookkeeper, that's, that's second nature. And again, it's what they love doing. They right. enjoy doing that stuff. So let them do it and, and pay them a little bit and, and go out and do what you do best. Yeah. What about the opposite side of the spectrum? What about people that let's say you do have a, a business owner that doesn't want to deal with, payroll or HR or risk. And so they go out and just start hiring people. And then before long, there's, I mean, do you see scenarios where they're going, man, I probably shouldn't be doing this in-house. Like this isn't efficient. I don't really have a need. Like, is there that opposite side to it where you're able to go into a business that does have an in-house that shouldn't? Yeah. All the time. Yeah. All the, I mean, we, it's, it's the traditional balance of, of labor versus cost. Right. And, and, and we all, we all understand that. We all know that right from the very first time that we as a founder or any, a business owner as a founder sits down and gets into QuickBooks. Um, it's always the same thing. It's like, what am I doing here? This is just a necessary evil of running my right. business and I hate it, but I've got to do it. Um, at that moment, we want to hire somebody, right? We would yeah. love to have somebody who can come in and be my, be the accountant for the business, be the bookkeeper for the business. But we yeah. always think the same thing. Well, I can't afford it. Mm -hmm. um, or I will be able to afford it when, you know, my revenues hit this level, then I can pull the trigger on getting, uh, getting that next person in. Yeah. Uh, but a lot of times people don't understand that the best way to bridge that gap isn't to just keep doing it to yourself until you can afford that person. It's outsource it. You know, we, yeah. we, we tend to look right past outsourcing for, for all the reasons that we've talked about. We don't think that they, they'll understand it as well as we do. Um, we think it's going to be more expensive than mm -hmm. it really is. But there are so many services that, that you can outsource. And, and there's really, in my opinion, there's only two ways to run a business. Uh, and I've done it way too many times the other way. 
the wrong way where mm-hmm. I just try to wear all the hats and I wear too many right. hats and I'm not good at any of them. Right. Uh, and that is not the way to run a business. So there are really only two ways to run a business, either have deep pockets, a lot of funding, a lot of money behind you where you can just go out and hire the right team at the very beginning. Right. And have everybody do their thing or outsource. Those yeah. are the only two ways. And if you can't, if you don't have the deep pockets or you don't have the financial backing to go out and hire a big team, then outsource those pieces, payroll, HR, uh, bookkeeping, accounting, you know, all of the things that we've talked about, go out and outsource those for a fraction of what you'd pay and do it and, and focus on, on what you what you as the founder should be focused on or what you as the CEO should be focused on. Yeah. And that, that kind of leads me to the next thing I was going to ask you is, uh, what type of difference you, are you seeing? I mean, I, I know there's the general thing of, you know, save time and money. Yeah. Uh, but when you go in and you're able to implement and do what you guys do, what, what kind of differences have you seen in the companies as far as growth and time and uh, demeanor and morale and all that stuff? Yeah. I mean, I mean, time and money is really the easy answer, right? I mean, we give, we give business owners time and money, right? Uh, someone else is going to do that administrative stuff, the firefighting that's going to give them time. Um, they're they're going to save themselves from spinning their wheels and wasting money on things. That's going to save them money. They're going to save money from having to go out and hire high dollar expensive pieces to their puzzle by outsourcing. That's going to save money. Those are the easy answers, right? We're going to save business owners time and money. Yeah. But I think one of the, one of the most surprising and really rewarding uh, comments that we get from business owners is they say, you know, working with you gives me courage, you know, of all things, mm. because they know it, it's kind of like when you're uh, you, you, to use a sports analogy, yeah. if you're on the sports team and you have a really good team around you yep. and you've got, you got confidence and courage to go out and do whatever you want, because you know, the rest of the team has got your back. Yeah. And, and you just gives you a lot of courage to go out there and be daring and be bold and be aggressive and assertive and all the things that you need to be. Uh, and, and in business, it's the same way. If you're going to build a business, it takes a level of bravado. It takes a level of being bold and taking appropriate risks and getting out there and putting yourself out there um, to really, to really flex your muscle and build your business. And what we hear repeatedly from, from the business owners that work with us is you guys give me courage. Like I, I feel like I can go out and, and, ju- and just sprint towards the things that I want to accomplish in my business. And I know you guys have my back. I even know that if I make a few mistakes along the way, you guys are going to help me fix it. And sometimes you guys are just going to fix it for me. I can go out there and fumble my way through uh, building this business yeah. and let you guys clean up the pieces behind me. And it just works. So that's the thing. That's the, I, probably the most surprising and rewarding comment that we get when business owners say that you give me courage. Yeah, that's I love that. That's awesome. Um, part of what I see, too, is, you know, if on the flip side, if you didn't have that courage, you're not able to go out and perform and you know reach your potential. And then I think what also comes into that in my mind is with the confidence that you're instilling in the business owners there's also a quality of life that comes along with that, you know, and we talked about the time and the money thing, which is just a generalized comment, but um, you really look at it. And I think people are starting to realize more and more nowadays that quality of life matters, uh, you Mm -hmm. know, more than money, more than prestige, more than power, that quality of life truly matters. And, 
you got to do it the right way to to have a quality of life like you can't like we talked about you can't be a firefighter um and be putting out problems all day and and expect to go home and you know completely especially as a business owner you don't get the luxury of disconnecting so you know with what you guys do it also you know, a, a sense of relief and an, probably a sense of being able to disconnect more so than than if they didn't have you guys. Hundred percent, yeah, I, yeah, just that peace of mind, right? And, and how that impacts your 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 quality of life, your yeah. relationships. Uh, man, I can't tell you some of the some of the struggles that I've had within my own family, my own marriage, have been times when my wife has said, "Hey, I can tell something's bothering you, and you're not talking to me about it. How come you're not talking to me about stuff?" And I'm just like, "Oh my gosh, I don't know how even to talk about it. It's just, I'm, it's so wrapped up in my day to day. Right? Yeah. Where do you, where do you start? Um, but anybody who has has lived through that, anybody who's been, who's been a business owner and has lived through that, you know, those sleepless nights. The, those stomach churning thoughts of, oh yep. my God, how am I going to fix this? What am I going to do? Yep. And we're great. We figure it out. Right. Yep. And we even know that we're going to figure it out, but right. it, it's some, it's some, uh, it's some tense and difficult days while you are figuring it out. And while, yep. while those pieces are coming together and that does impact our relationships, that does impact, you know, your, your kids want to say, Hey dad, I want to go out and throw the ball around. And you're thinking, Oh my gosh, I've got to figure out how I'm going to make payroll at the yep. end of the week. Um, why don't we put off throwing the ball until next week? And, you know, you do that a few times and that's, a, it, it, that might be okay, but that stacks up. And pretty soon your kids are saying, you never come out and throw the ball. Right. You can't live like that. And we know that right. We can't live like that. Yep. So having, having these pieces in your pocket, BBSI or, other outsource providers, whatever it is, take advantage of them so that you can have that quality of life at home. Well, it's such a, I wouldn't even say it's a small thing, but I, one thing that I've always noticed in morale in companies, um, a difference in a great morale and, and one that's struggling is, I mean, payroll is such a vital part uh, of a company and especially mm-hmm you're struggling to take care of payroll or even when you make mistakes and you're just not able to revise them or make them right, right away. I think there's a lot of companies that are out there that's kind of like, Oh yeah, we made a state mistake. We'll get you back on Monday or we'll, I mean, that that's the lifeblood of your people is one of the most integral and integrous parts of a business is payroll. Yeah. Just yeah. the headache and the weight of that is huge. And if it's not a headache and it's not a weight, then there's probably some other issues within your business as well. I mean, so yeah, it's just one of those things that I I think as a business owner or a company can even take for granted of like, Oh yeah, it's just payroll. You come and you work and I pay you. And it's like, well, that's also one of those things you can't really make, you can't really make mistakes. It's got to be done right. And if there is a mistake, it's got to be handled right away. Right. Yep. You're dealing with livelihood, but Um, well, last but not least, Richard, and and again, I appreciate your time, but uh, obviously with this being the Be Memorable podcast, I, one of the funnest parts to hear is, um, you know, you guys are, are growing and doing your own thing. And, um, what is it that you guys are currently doing at, at BBSI, um, to make yourselves and your company more memorable? Yeah, Ty, I appreciate that question. And and knowing that I was coming here on the Be Memorable podcast, that's been on my mind. (laughs) Yeah. 
you know, what, what do we do to be memorable? And there are yeah. a couple of things that, and we have different categories of where we want to be remembered, right? Especially within our own client base. And so we'll really work hard to point out to our clients yeah. because when, when things are going right or things are going wrong, again, business owners, we tend to kind of conglomerate everything together. And, you know, we can yeah. look back at the year and we can say, oh, we had a good year. What do you attribute that to? Well, there's this and this and this. And you know, we don't we don't necessarily give everybody their their due in that yeah. process. So BBSI being one of those pieces, if we've done a good job for a business owner, we're going to point it out. We're going to yeah. we're going to say, hey, uh, this is these are the cool things we did this past year. We sat, we we built a strategy, uh, we talked about you know some key key metrics that you wanted to do, uh, accomplish, some key goals. We talked about how you're going to get there. We held you and your team accountable for, for doing the things that got you to those goals. And they say, oh, wow, yeah, I didn't, I didn't really think about that. But yeah, you guys were really integral in that. You guys really made a difference in that. Yeah. And so pointing that out with our clients uh, during our, especially when we sit down, we do a renewal with everybody once a year. And we like to point those things out. I mean, it's you know, it, part of it is it's nice to have a renewal where you can say, hey, uh, we'd like you to, to renew with us for another year. Let's remind you of all the good things that we did. That kind of makes sense. But it is also part of a part of a, hey, we're in this together and and you're part of the same community that we're part of. And we're all about building business here in our community. And we're, we're, we feel we feel fortunate we had a chance to work with you. So, you know, bringing all those pieces together and reminding them. One of the things that, that we've, we've reminded everybody of this past year, especially if, if they themselves as an organization had good growth, yep. is that we have phenomenal growth um, in, within the companies that we worked with. We, we, at, we, we estimated as we did some math and some metrics around the growth rates of the companies that we work with. And uh, it's an estimate. It's hard to get exact, right? Because we don't we don't have a, a deep dive into all of their financials, but we can sure. estimate some some things. And we the estimated growth for companies that worked with BBSI here in Salt Lake City was thirty six percent growth. Wow! And uh, in Utah, on average, uh, business growth for Utah for twenty twenty one was nineteen point one percent. So we almost companies working with BBSI here in Salt Lake almost doubled the growth rate. That's uh, based on the average Utah company. And it's all the things we talked about, right? If you're not in firefighter mode, of course, you're going to yep. have, have more time to go out and do the things that are going to help grow your business. Yep. But my background is in business growth. And so we strategize with business owners and all those pieces come together and it just works. They just have good growth. So we remind them of that. that's one of the ways that we we want to be memorable or be remembered in our in our clients' minds is by reminding them, hey, we helped you grow. And that's kind of a big deal. That's kind of a key thing. Uh, we do some other things too. You know, we, we, we work a lot with referral partners in the community. So we do a lot of fun events for them. We do a fly fishing event once a year. Oh, nice. um, a couple of weeks ago, we took them all to the grid down Pleasant Grove and, and raced go-karts. Nice. We just like to do some fun things with our referral partners um, and, ju and just be, be something here, be a fixture here in the community. You've heard me say yep. that a few times. Yep. We want to be, be seen in the community as a resource. And even a free resource for businesses. Yeah. Come and talk to BBSI. Talk if you're having a struggle with something. Come talk to business experts. I mean, and we've got a combined probably 150 years of business experience here in the Salt Lake office. Yeah. Um, and and myself, I've worked with Fortune 500 companies. I mean, we can find answers to your problems. Yeah. And we'll do it for free. Just come down and talk with us. Um, we're happy to do it. So that's what we, that that's how we'd like to be. Um, remembered in the community is just a fixture in the community, very community focused, uh, no cost, no obligation, but what can we do to help build business right here in our own community? So a lot of the work that we do networking, 
um, things that we post on social media, even events that we do in the community kind of focus on that avenue. Love it. What is the best way for someone to get a hold of you? Uh, best way is you can go to the, go to the website, you go to bbsi.com and now that's the, the nationwide website. There's 70 branches across the country. And if you click on locations, you can get down to see, um, the, the contact information for the, the branch in your area. We have one in Sandy, we have one in Orem. And of course the one that we've been talking about here in Salt Lake, downtown Salt Lake, um, people can email me directly, richard.web at bbsi.com um, any of those contact uh, methods are going to work great the website will have all the contact information if you want a phone or text or, or email or any of that awesome and i'll post it in the notes as well well richard yeah, I, again appreciate your time ton of value here and we'll have to do it again so until yeah Thank you so much for listening to the Be Memorable podcast. I hope you took a ton of value from this episode. If you don't mind, please leave us a review. That helps us get the show out there. It also allows us to add more value to others. Thanks again.